Welcome to episode 21 of the Chasing Life Cop podcast, October 16th. It's been a minute again. 2023. <laughs> it's been more than, more than a minute. I don't think we're a month this time, are we? Uh, I think if it's not a month, it's mostly because I took. A, I usually take about a week to... We were doing so good at recording every week, but... For the first eight... Which is crazy because that was when we were like super duper busy and we made time for it. It was also when we would go out and still have a half hour to do some more chores after yeah, we record. That's true. The daylight is <laughs> really getting to us. Yeah. Or the lack of daylight is getting to us. Yeah. You got quite the look going on over there, big guy. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay, let's start at the toes. We've got rubber boots my, with yeah, the my, neoprene. Noble trade muck boots. Uh, CrossFit Strathroy sweatpants. A uh, fleece Ten- tentry camel pocket tee. I would say I would call that um, a French terry uh, gr- heathered gray shacket from Stanfield's, all Canadian baby. Um, and then you've got your burn uh, Sherpa lined vest, avec un uh, scarf slash neckerchief slash bandana thing going on from from my new favorite 49, band. 49 winchester and a first light camo what can only be described <laughs> as a yamaka with a beak it's a it's their their camo beanie okay you can it's tactical you can flip it down to it's keep ta- the sun under your eyes or you can flip tactical. it up to get a good view it's tactical. and the ears come down so you can keep your head warm in the winter when you're out hunting yeah not catching deer Listen. But that's none of my business. I've had about four hours to hunt this year. <laughs> I'm drinking white wine. Because we had... I made risotto. Because we had risotto. And when we have spaghetti, it has to be red wine. Because mm-hmm. I use it in the sauce. And when we make risotto, it's white wine. Because I use it in the risotto. Zodo? I haven't made it in a really long time. And yeah, Hudson remarked to that today. Yeah. What did he say? He's like, we haven't had risotto in forever. Yeah, that's good. Um, did he seem to enjoy it? He ate everything. It, it used to be a family favorite, but I think it was one of those things where like... Twice a week was too much? Well, I don't think I made it twice a week, but for sure once a week for a good stretch there. And I think everybody just got kind of sick of it. But I had... Um, there's some chickens in the freezer, obviously, that you know, we're going to have to make some room. We're going to have to buy another pair of freezers. I think so. Um, and I had some mushrooms that we bought at the market last week that I wanted to get used up. So I made a nice mushroom risotto and with wild mushrooms and white wine. And that was tasty. It, was, it was one of your better risottos. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there was a better risotto somewhere in the past, but. Yeah. And I think it was one it's of been those so things. Yeah, it's been a while. And I think when you make it so frequently, you kind of. Um, it loses its specialness and yeah. tonight it felt special again. So it was good. And I put some butter in it cause I've been making lots of butter from Ruby's milk. Uh, we've made a lot of butter lately. A lot of butter. Yeah. I have more that I can make. Who's like someone's rubbing against their That's your beef. That's probably your beefy boy. Yeah. Um, we are short one cat though. Yeah. Peaches is I was just writing that on my list of things to chat about. Peaches is gone. Like, Peaches <laughs> is still alive, but Peaches doesn't live here anymore. You, so, don't li- you can't sit with us. Peaches um, got neutered last Thursday. 
and we were told that he was not wasn't allowed to be he had to be inside and which would not work for our house well i mean he could be out here in the tack room but that wouldn't be nice for him because there's no windows in here that just and he can't be in the house so we the plan has always been that after he got neutered he was going to go over to hannah and maya's house so we just ushered that we didn't even right take in. him out of the cat carrier we just took the carrier right over to hannah and maya's place and made a stop at pet value to pick up all the supplies that they would need a litter box cat litter essentials and food and toys and we almost forgot a scoop uh we got a scoop but we got a scoop. it was like oh yeah and a scoop um, so he is then, happy yeah. in his new home. I went over and visited today. He's doing well. <laughs> Maya is not... Living his best life. Well, yeah. When Hannah's home. When Maya's home, I don't think Maya wants much to do with him. Which is funny because Maya <coughs> is home more than Hannah is mm. home. So um, Maya has to deal with the cat a lot more, which I don't think she's enjoying very much. <laughs> and Maya's not as much an animal person. She likes Lucy in small doses, but I think that's about it. She has a bit of a disdain for Lucy's tendency to steal sandwiches. (laughs) I forgot about that. It is no less than a handful, for sure, of sandwiches that Maya has labored over. Yeah. Taken into her room, left in her room, like... Unattended for a minute. minute. That's all it takes. Mm. Lucy's up on her desk, stealing her sandwich off her desk. I remember one time, like, it made her cry. Like, she was so upset. And this is recently. This isn't, like, when she was little. This no. was, like... When she was 15. Last month. Or, <laughs> like, last year. Um, Yeah. It's speaking of Maya. She had her graduation, her commencement ceremony on Friday night. So, that was kind of fun to see her walk across the stage and her cap and gown and earn an award so happy to see that happen for the kids again mm-hmm. yeah because hannah didn't get that so hannah got the the drive by commencement i wasn't even here that weekend i took myself away for uh, to a cottage that weekend and i wasn't even around so you did the drive through with hannah which sucked like me hannah, me hannah and hudson there's no two ways taking about a that. photo that in, was in front of a uh, taking a selfie in front of a backdrop because the teachers would come over and take a photo for you so ridiculous yeah. Those are the kind of things that you look back on and you were like, I get it. We didn't know what was happening and what to expect, but it was June. that's a bit much. It was June. By it then. was in November. That was in November. Oh, yeah. So like eight, nine months in. Yeah. And then I think that I it, feel for those kids. I do, especially Hannah's year, because I feel like they got. I think everyone could argue that their child got a shittier, dealt a shittier hand, but like Hannah missed so many things in her final year of, of school. Like her co-op got cut short and she had arranged a really sweet co-op for herself. Like a contact of mine was um, an HR person at a gaming place and Hannah got a really sweet gig as a quality control person playing video games for this game design company and like that's a pretty sweet like if you want to get into computer programming that's a pretty sweet co-op we got her a car so that she could drive downtown she drove down the one-way street the wrong way the first time she drove to work (laughs) poor thing and then decided to take the bus from your office from that point forward but like all of those things that just she had to figure out and she only got about three weeks under her belt before pandemic hit and they sent her home and never to return again and she was getting paid 
Like they paid her for that high school co-op. Like it was such a sweet gig. And I think like even if she had decided that computer programming wasn't what she wanted to do, that job would have given her so many other life skills. Yeah. It just sucks. Oh, so, and, then, and then online college. Yeah. Well, for a and then like and then no graduation, no prom, no commencement, not like none of that stuff. Like all of the things that you do in your last year of high school going into college. Then she took a gap year and delivered pizzas for another year. And like got used to making pretty decent money and, you know, decided to apply for college and, you know, had that rug pulled out from underneath her because they decided partway through the year to move. After promising online for the whole year, they went going back in class. So she had to move halfway through a semester and she didn't like program and decided to screw this. And we're well, going to do that. And not the least of which like, you know, not to put her on blast, but like she would have had to get vaccinated. And that wasn't something that I don't think she was ready to do just yet. And I mean, in hindsight, I'm thankful that we wrote out that storm. I know that we've said that we don't really want to talk about that too much on the podcast, but, you know, c- with all of the information that's coming out now, I'm really glad that we we held our line. Yep. So what's going on on the farm? Well, Ruby's not pregnant. For the third time? No, that was just the just second tw- time. So we, ha- we did AI with Ruby twice, and the tech... Um, I had kind of, I I reached out to the tech to tell him that I didn't think that she was pregnant. And he said, well, we can check for pregnancy after 35 days or whatever it was. And so I kind of counted that on the calendar and that was going to be October 2nd. So he said, well, remind me as the date gets closer and I'll come out and check her. So he did and she's not. So we're kind of in a bit of a waiting game now because if we were to if we were to inseminate her this last heat that she just had last week, she would have calved at the end of July, which is not ideal. Not ideal. So I think we're going to hold out until December so that we she'll put a fall baby on her calve in the fall. So like late September, early October next year, which I mean, as it's pros and cons, like having a calf in the fall, I think is a little bit better than having a calf in the heat of the summer, like fly season and by then maybe we can coordinate butchering Lionel for the calf coming so that we don't have three calves on the or three cows on the property at the same time but I don't think that's as big a deal as we once thought it to be like no it just means that we can keep going with the current arrangement until next October or whatever as long as we need to so I don't know kind of like prolongs the the cycle of things like having gone through a full cycle of you know calving lactation getting her bread back again like doing all of those things it prolongs it for another couple months but I think it's in Ruby's best interest I just hope that you know we can catch the next heat cycle um the AI tech said that there's a few things that we can do we can do a um progesterone cedar so it's just basically like a suppository that goes inside her and makes sure that she has a good strong heat but it's you know it's a bit frustrating and triggering to be honest with you because we had I think we've talked about this before like had such a hard time getting pregnant with Hudson we tried for two years and did a bunch of fertility treatments and two years of negative pregnancy tests and having to go through this whole process with the cow is kind of like Waiting for the line to show up. Yeah. And now like the potential of, you know, giving her 
drugs and we don't really want to do drugs. We don't really want to do hormone. We don't want to do synthetic hormones. I didn't want to do synthetic hormones for my body, but we ended up trying it because we were feeling a little bit like pushed up against the wall. And, you know, it's, it's interesting how your principles and values get pushed when you're up against the wall, seemingly up against the wall. I mean, we could just wait and not get pregnant, or we could find a, a way to get her with a bull. Like, I had mentioned... She's going to get late for Christmas? Like, <laughs> So I had mentioned to one of our members who has her parents have Jersey cows, and I had mentioned something about bringing Ruby there because we can't just bring Ruby to a farm and not have her get milked every day. <clears throat> so this is a working dairy farm where, like, Ruby could just kind of, like, enter the herd and be milked every day because they're they are an organic dairy and ruby is an organic cow like there would be no like blip in the radar if ruby went to them and they continued to milk her but um this member said that her dad was concerned that you know what if something happens to ruby and he said the alternative would be like we could buy their bull because he wants to get a new bull like we could buy their bull and then sell it at auction i'm like well then Bill's going to want to buy a trailer and then we've got to worry about getting this thing to auction. Like, And you don't want me going into the sale barn. Cause... No, and also <laughs> like I, our fences are not fit for a bull. Like if that, if he decides that he wants out, he's, he's going to get out. So I don't know. We're just back to like thinking about insemination as the next best option but the window for insemination is so short that and I think maybe like a Brad has been really good the the AI tech has been really good but I think like we're not a priority because we're just one cow yeah excuse me it's a lot like it is not that expensive no, for it's a trip only like them. 62 dollars which was surprising to me. It's funny because when I went I mean, to mail the check, I was at your office and I was asking some of the employees at the, the like the front desk employees at your office. There's three up front. I'm like, how much do you think it costs to inseminate a cow? And the answers went everywhere from like, I think the lowest was $300. I think Vicky guessed $300 and Matt guessed $1,500. You buy a whole cow for that, Matt. Yeah. 6201 was the the final invoice and it was like half for the visit and half for the semen for the sample yeah so that's the ruby update otherwise she's doing well like she's uh, I, just to kind of go back to the frustrating part of this cycling so when i reached out to brad and said that i didn't think that she got pregnant when his associate came out and inseminated her and he said well you know check for heat well, so then he came out and checked her and said, no, she's not pregnant. Check for heat 42 days after insemination because it's a little bit longer between the heat cycle if she would have actually like, um, like miscarried. Yeah. So I, the one day she was so saucy, like so vocal, like bellowing, like making lots of noise getting super intimate with a bale of straw like rubbing up against it rubbing up against me rubbing up against her stanchion i'm like oh here we go so 
when I messaged Brad, he, I counted 42 days. It was 42 days exactly from the date that she was inseminated. So I think that's part of the frustration is like she's cycling exactly the way that he, the expert, says that she should be cycling. So like everything is looking as though she should be able to get pregnant. I think that's the triggering part because like that's what they said to us. Everything looks good. I don't know why you're not getting pregnant. You just keep trying. Oh, poor cow. <laughs> she good, doesn't care. The good thing is she doesn't know. She doesn't care. She Her days are the same. She gets milked every day. She gets grass and hay every day. Although this morning I noticed that I don't know if her bucket was down, if that was this morning or yesterday, but like her bucket was off the wall and completely empty. And I think because we're bringing them in a little bit earlier at night, she's in there a little bit longer. So I want to make sure that she's, you know, just getting water. Like she's producing a lot of milk. So I put water in her stanchion in a bucket. So I put like a small bucket of water in the feed bin at the end of her stanchion. And when she spotted the blue bin, (laughs) she jumped and it was like just something just something out of place like one thing in the wrong spot is enough to set her off and it's just it's so comical to me that it's like you know I don't know if I've conditioned her or she's conditioned me that like our milking routine every morning is exactly the same I do and and part of that is so that I don't make a mistake but like I do things in exactly the same order every single morning. So Until if some, you put a bucket of water. Yeah, but it, like a bucket of water in her stanchion was enough to make her, like, she didn't want to go in. Mm. I had to move the bucket out of the stanchion and, like, show her that her grain was in there before she would come back in. And then I had to, like, splash in the bucket to show her that it was just water before I put it back in the stanchion. I mean, they they are creatures of habit. Like now, totally. especially with the, with the sunset earlier, sometimes we it's. I mean, the boys go to bed at seven seven thirty. Yeah, so it's so dark, it's dark when when you by the time out. I come out to bring everybody in. Now and get we should post set up that for picture night. of Ruby peeking yeah. over the door. So like now, I get them like because we left all the all of the pastures open so they can have free access for the end of the season. They can get right up to the door and like that's not unusual. Yeah. That she's or, at the back or door. Or sometimes I will like, because I'm throwing like a bucket of water out the back door. So I open the door and leave it open. <laughs> and then I'll be in one of the stalls. And all of a sudden you hear clock, clock, clock. Like, you turn around and she's in the hallway. Yeah. Like. So that's they, a they, great. They just come in like. Something happened last week, Thursday or Friday. I think it was probably, it was Friday because that was the day that we were going to go yeah. to Ohio. Somebody left the door open. Somebody left the back door of the barn open. Whether it was Hudson or whether it was. I don't know, somebody coming to buy eggs. eggs. I don't know. Um, so the back door of the barn was open. And when I came out, when Bo was napping to do chores, the barn had been trashed. Like there was piss and shit everywhere. Someone had knocked the top off of one of the brooder boxes. So there was chickens out. Yeah. Uh, there was a bag of chicken feed that had been eaten. Like, there was just, and Ruby and Lionel together in Lionel's stall. Like, what? I didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't me. <laughs> it's just like shit everywhere. Like, oh my gosh. So they came in and trashed the joint. What were you going to say about the chickens getting out? Used to be peaches. 
sitting on top of oh. the one falling in. Yeah. It's not him anymore, but. No, that's funny. He used to try to sleep when they were all in the one. Yeah. This is one of them's got the fixed like top on it with a good net on it. The other one just has like a mesh meshed cover yeah. on it. So the, he used to, when they were all in the one with the proper cover, he would sleep on top of it. No. I'd come in and he'd be like curled up on the mesh like a hammock. <laughs> and then a couple of times, one time I was in, I was in here actually, I can't remember why. I think I was, I think I was, I just collected eggs. I was putting them in the milk room and somebody like, and I, I come out and he's like, I heard a commotion. I come out and he's like scrambling to get out because he was on the other one and he fell in. Dork. So of course he got to yeah, gather up the chickens because they scattered. Yeah. Well, They're getting big them? enough they can get out now. Well, and they need to go because we just cleaned that all out on Friday and they are disgusting again. Those like, things are poop machines. Well, and they, they stink so bad. Yeah. Like I used to enjoy coming into the barn in the morning because it smells like baleage and No, cow. it smells like baleage now and dirty chicken. it smells chicken. like gross broiler chickens. Yeah. Well, so, we, need, we got some cleanup to do outside in the one. Yeah, we're just going to put them on the gardens and let them clean up the gardens. They're not quite there yet. They're acclimated for the cold, but if they still need, they they can't be out in the weather like that. They still need some more I think feathers. if we just put a box, like one of those upside down construction bins with a, you know, cut a hole in it or something, they can go into it and keep each other warm. That'll mm. be enough. 24 They're, of them in there, they'll keep each other warm. I mean, you stick your hand in the brooder with a dozen I don't like to stick my hand in the brooder because they're dinosaurs and they, they come try you. to eat me. Yeah. Don't like them. You gotta be quick. Don't like them. Um, so the other thing that passed since our last episode is Thanksgiving and my birthday. Yeah. So I turned 44 a couple weeks ago. No, you didn't. Sure did. That's got to be lucky. 44 has got to be a lucky number, doesn't it? Then we had Thanksgiving. We hosted Thanksgiving on Monday. I am a firm believer that Thanksgiving should happen on the farm. So we hosted on Monday because the girls had their dinner at their dad's house on Sunday. So... That was fun. I like hosting Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving might be one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. And your brother-in-law has stopped complaining about eating turkey on Thanksgiving. So there's that. I think he just ate like the entire charcuterie board before dinner that he didn't even really eat turkey. He just ate cured meat and cheese before dinner. You know, I wasn't going to... I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about this. I think that like... There's this, yeah, we're going to talk about it. There's this expectation that like family is going to be a particular way that they are, you know, going to behave a certain way or there's just like expectations surrounding family. And I think that just leads to disappointment. And I think I've finally, like, I think I learned my lesson with my family a long time ago because they, you know, quite frequently let me down and I've had to keep them at an arm's length for long enough but I think I'm just finally starting to to learn to have lower expectations when it comes to your family that I'm not going to have any kind of meaningful conversation with your mom and sister I'm not going to feel heard uh I, I don't need to I don't feel the need to defend what we're doing to you know the criticisms of your dad and brother-in-law like I just I don't know and maybe that's something that comes with age but I just you know I think more and more family becomes the people that you surround yourself with like choose to surround yourself with not just because you're related to them mm-hmm. so I don't know that's that I'm feeling salty 
All right, next on the list, what do we got? <laughs> um, what well, rants are we going to go on today? Well, we haven't had a date night in a while. Nope. We did have a date afternoon. Oh, driving cars. Car shopping. Yeah, I, but like a date night. Like we got a babysitter for Maya's graduation. And I think we had a stretch of time there. We were doing really good, like once a week going out for dates. I think some of that was like beginning of a school year, so the kids are a little more flexible now that they're into it. Like Maya seems to be super stressed. Yeah, Maya's not. Yeah, Maya's not available. Olivia's not trustworthy. <laughs> Hannah's game, but she just works so late. Like by the yeah. time Hannah's done working, we we're can't not even going make now. reservations. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like if Hannah got here for eight o'clock, we we wouldn't be going up. <laughs> oh, hey, Hannah. Want to have a drink with us? A friend said that she would take the boys for the weekend. Um, We're just trying to figure out the rest so of it. So we like got the calendars out and she's like, I can watch the kids on November 28th. <laughs> like, fuck. okay, cool. <laughs> like, that, that light is too far at the end of the tunnel for me to see right now. On the last podcast, I mentioned something about being like my nervous system just fried and burnt out. I don't think I told you this. Um, a friend of ours uh, bought in or purchased a clinic that does some kind of like neural regulation thing. Like plug your brain into a machine and calm it down. So I don't know. I might try that. Rose. I'm interested in the technology because yeah. I've tr I've played with a few of these things. Yeah, so I might give that a go. Report back later. <laughs> Let me know. I just need deep rest. Like, oh, we also I also did um, restorative yoga with Jen. Yeah. Out at Jen and Jess's Black Sheep podcast hosts. Man, are they making the rounds? Jess and Jen. How many times in the, in the last couple of weeks have people been like, do you listen to the Black Sheep podcast? <laughs> yeah. And we're like. Someone just last week was like. like not only oh do we listen. Oh my God, have you heard this? I'm like. Have I'm... you heard these two nutballs? We're like, we know them. <laughs> uh, intimately. Um, yeah. Bless Jen and Jess. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> <laughs> Saying the things nobody else wants to say. It's true though. Like, I mean, you know listening to Jess can sometimes feeling like wrapping can sometimes feel like wrapping your lips around the end of a shotgun like you know the 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 information and the ideas and the um you know concepts come full force and rapid fire like there's no there's no gentle massaging when it comes to to Jess it's funny, it's like quite literally. So when we go for these women's wellness nights, there's um, like it's restorative yoga. So it's very calm. You know, Jen plays the sound bowl. So there's sound bathing and it's just, it's deep restorative relaxation. And they come around and kind of like massage you a little bit. They do a little bit of Reiki and, and just like gentle touch, like healing touch. And you can always tell when it's Jess because it's rough and it smells like weed. Like this is like getting a massage by Bill. <laughs> what you're talking about? <laughs> Paw at me for thirty seconds, and at least she didn't like pinch my nipple or anything like that. I... Like this. <laughs> Just people like, are gonna have a different idea about me. It rubs my earlobes, and like she, you know 
pulls my hair a little. Must be the same gentle touch that you uh, it, it, you uh, observed when we were getting haircuts. It's that same sort of idea. Yeah, yeah. Like that, um, hmm, like non-sexual intimate touch, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, you know, suggestive or erotic about it, but it's intimate. Does that, does that make sense? Do you understand mm-hmm. the distinction that I'm trying to make there? Yeah, so it's exactly like going to the barbershop when the man is like massaging the shaving cream into your face. It's very relaxing. It's very, you know, he's right over top of your body. But but it's it's set and setting. I don't know if you've ever he- heard that like in the mm. context of, you know, maybe doing like a therapeutic mushroom. <laughs> yeah, if somebody trip, touched me like, like that outside of there, <laughs> I'd be like, what are you doing? Right, but it's the context of being in this space where you've, you know, you've sat in this person's chair. There's some expectation about what's going to happen next, that they are going to, you know, have some kind of, and for them, that's their job. And, and they take great pride in it. I've often thought it about massage therapists. Yeah. I think there's a little bit more of a barrier there with massage therapists because of the, um, like professional nature and the regulatory body. Like if somebody felt like a massage was, you know, there's nothing intimate about massage therapy, I mean, like other than being naked on a table. I don't, I don't find that to be, and maybe it's, it's with the expectation and the type of touch. Like it's, it's a therapeutic touch, yeah. but it's not an intimate touch. No, I think that there's some of it, like, especially when you get like the, the, like, I mean, for most of the time when I'm, when I've gotten massages, like at the end, when you're face up on the table and they're kind of doing at like the, the sh- end, wait, what kind of massage <laughs> are you getting? And they're, and they're sitting at the head of the table with like, and doing like the shoulders and the face and stuff afterwards. I think it's the same type of thing. So, and I wouldn't call that. That's not like, do you talk at that point in the massage? Uh, not, no, I mean, no, to be fair, most of the, so I, I kind of seek two different massages. Yeah. That that type of massage that's ending that way. <clears throat> Let me be clear here. <laughs> N- none of my massages have a happy ending. Those are the two. None those are of the, your massages. Those are those aren't the two types of massages that none I'm looking. None of your <laughs> massages. None of the massages that I go and pay for have that type of ending. <laughs> there's there's. <laughs> There you have it, folks. <laughs> it was like a full mic snort. I tried to lean back, but I leaned back at the wrong point. There's there's more of a relaxation type. Sure. And then, no, like there's very little talking most of the time on that type of massage. But yeah. I mean, I, I also, I'm one that like most of my massage work is like the opposite of relaxing. I'm going there for like, for a legit like physiotherapy reasons because I have a lot of problems with my hips and my knees and my ankles and stuff, my low back and whatnot. So yeah, that, that is, that is, there's a lot of talking in that because it's. It's almost like you're distracting yourself from uh, the pain. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, that's kind of what I get at stretch too. Like now some of that stuff is like, I mean, a couple of times I've pretty, zoned out pretty good during some of the, the work, my work with Cass or like. I know one time she was like, I thought you were sleeping there. I was like, no, I was close, but not quite. Man, but most I don't know how it. you could sleep through that. She put me through the ringer when I saw uh, her that one time. Yeah. Most of it is that. Some of it's not quite so bad. Yeah. But yes. I, I, do, I don't think it's that different than some of the ways. When I flip over on my back and the massage therapist is at my head, I 
try to be like super quiet yeah at 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 least at that point of the massage and i think like sometimes i have to like i have to book massage there massage like i have to book an rmt a new rmt that i know that i have no personal connection with that i am not going to speak to Let's just get you briefed up on how this is going to go. We're not yeah. going to talk. And I don't... Um, I'd like this work done. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I know a lot of massage therapists. So so yeah. I kind of... I, I bounce around a little bit. And sometimes if I haven't seen someone for a while... Like I want to chat and catch up. But then yeah. at the end of the massage, I'm like, oh, I just talked through my whole hour. And I don't feel like... I don't feel relaxed. See, I, I, like I wasn't to, focused. I like to have somebody with it, like a normal appointment every three or four weeks that I've worked with a lot so that they know. How fucked up you are. Yeah. They know all <laughs> the places that I really need work on. They know the few things like I don't have one currently. So if you know one in the area. Um, or if you are one in the area. No, that would be weird. I don't want a podcast listener. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them about the podcast. <laughs> it's going to come up. You can't make me. <laughs> you know what was coming up? For some reason, I was on Facebook today. Somebody was talking about getting together for geek dinners. Oh, really? I was like, well, I don't know how I feel about this. No, I don't think you should get into that again. <laughs> you don't have time for that. I might not be allowed to go. You have too many hobbies. Um. So, the last time we recorded, we talked about getting our cozy couch. We have our cozy couch. So Boy, I don't, I don't know used... if we actually had it then and we just didn't have it in the house or... I think it had been delivered. If it was going to be delivered the next day or what. I don't know. Anyway. Boy, are we enjoying having a couch. Yeah. It's nice. It's really nice. It's nice to be able to sit all together and I think we've been spending... I mean, certainly we've been watching a lot more TV. Oh, huh. Yeah. But I think we've also been spending a lot more time together as a family. Um, like snuggling on the couch with the boys and you know watching shows with them as opposed to them just like plopping down on watching the ipad we've also discovered more services well and i i was so i put the tv on a little bit today for Bo, just kind of as i was i vacuumed the floor and folded some laundry and did Bo tried to vacuum the floor after you left Aww, he's such a Hud, buddy. When, when hudson and i were wrestling upstairs i'm like i'm fairly certain that both olivia and your mom are out of the house and i hear a vacuum <laughs> He was vacuuming the kitchen. Aw, what a cutie. Um, so I put, I tried to put on like real TV for him. Like we talked about yesterday, like shows with, with real, real people, people and real, like he was watching a tractor show today. So it was like, you know, a tractor plowing a field and doing field work and things like that. So he was um, mesmerized. That boy <laughs> loves tractors. He sure does. Um, so as much as I love the couch and I love you know, that it's kind of a, a, a cozy place for us to gather all together in the living room. Um, I feel a little bit bamboozled by cozy. I thought I was buying a Canadian product. It's designed in Montreal. It comes but it's, from Montreal. It ships from Montreal. Their warehouse is there. It's made in China. Yeah. Um, Which kind of sucks, but it doesn't, I don't know. I, I noticed after a couple of days, I kind of realized, and I mentioned this to you, like, I don't smell anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't smell weird. Like you, 
like that chemically like off-gassing kind of smell. Yeah. It doesn't smell bad. There's no new couch smell. No. And we also got a ruggable rug, which is really nice, but also from China. So, I mean. We don't make things here. I know. And it sucks. Like you have to go to great length and expense to get things that are made in Canada or even in the U.S. And I say this as a manufacturer in Canada. I know. And it's hard because like you want to do the right thing and you want to, oh, look, our milk crates are made in Canada. I just saw this sticker. Yeah. <laughs> you know how old those milk crates are? I don't know. How are they? Those ones look fairly new. Those black ones up top look fairly oh, new. I think those might have been ones that I recently bought. The other ones down here are, so we used to rent to a yogurt place. Oh, interesting. And when they moved out, they left a ton of crates. Hmm. Anyway. You know, you try to do your due diligence and, you know, maybe I was just a little bit too hasty in my enthusiasm and, you know, ordered a couch from China it's pretty and a rug from China. I mean, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah. I just... It could be just a little softer for my taste. I think it's... Oh, it will shoot. be. I think... What? It will be softer. No, I think it's going to pancake very quickly. You think I so? think those cushions are going to be like... Thin. My other complaint is that the backrest cushions aren't fixed to the couch and they end up all over the fucking living room. Because our kids crawl on the back of the couch and knock everything off. Yeah. And then the backrest doesn't go up very high. No. Like the backrest kind of hits at your mid back. You so need the cushion. You need you. the cushions behind you. So, um, yeah, that's that. Our ducks started laying eggs. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So I was out doing chores and I was like, I haven't been over to the ducks in a little while. So I jumped in the gator and it was dark because that's what happens. I do all my chores in the dark now. Actually, well, except for on the weekends because I come out and do them at like when at nap time, which is like game changer in the weekends, but whatever. So I was over with the gator and I was like, I see some white things on the far side of the pond there. I think there's several in the pond. Oh, like, there's more than a few under the water. I can almost guarantee you this. Yeah. Maybe in the, we'll find them in the summer. Ducks are dumb. Um, So I left the gator going for the headlights and whatnot, and I turned the electric fence off and jumped over and made my way around. And I found, what did I, I came up with, I think, four, four. eggs. And you came out to the gym because I was coaching, and I was so excited. You were like, oh, were they laying them outside? She's like, you said to me, you're like, I knew they were laying them outside, oh, thinking I the that they were the new chicken's yeah. eggs laying them outside. Yeah. But no. They were ducks. I was like, nope, those weren't chickens. As soon as I saw the muddy eggs, I was like, oh my God, those are duck eggs because ducks just lay them. Well, and it's like, it's mucky around the pond because they like with their flippy flappy feet and they just like stomp the mud. Yeah. It's a mess over there. But. Yeah. So we have duck eggs. Yeah. So now we can, now we're not going to be eating duck anytime soon. No. Because now I want I want to give them some time to like get into a good rhythm of laying eggs, though I don't know what that looks like for ducks, um, and I'd like to incubate some. Yeah, we need to save them till spring, though. No, you can't save them till spring. You can't save eggs for six months. No, you can save can't. the ducks. We're, so we're gonna we're gonna off the ducks in February. Mm, I disagree. <laughs> um, what else? CrossFit Kids. We started CrossFit Kids at the gym. I start. Kate yeah. and I started CrossFit yeah. Kids at the gym. I'm not taking any credit. No. You said we. Is it we as in the gym. Mm. I was speaking for the gym. <laughs> um, I was really nervous the first week. 
I think I said this to a couple of members and Kate, like, I think because I was so exhausted and overwhelmed by our own boys that I was worried about how I was going to be able to handle seven strangers, children, or like members, children, but we do have a lot of non-members who are bringing their kids to the gym, which is interesting to me. Um, but it went really well. It's only 45 minutes. It moves very quickly. And that's part of the, um, like less, the beauty of the lesson planning with CrossFit kids is that, and when I did my course, they said this, like, stop before the game is over. Like, don't leave, leave them one and more. Well, don't wait until the kids have had enough before you stop the game, because then it's hard to make a transition. But if you just like stop when they're not really anticipating the game to be over and transition to the next thing, then it's a lot easier. It's like extra time in soccer. What do you mean? You know, the rules of soccer at the end of at the end of 90 minutes, like, OK, we're going to add three more minutes. Oh, yeah. But it's not three minutes. It's around three minutes. And it's over <laughs> when the guy blows the whistle. And just, I, it always like... You don't know. As somebody who watches football, basketball, baseball, and hockey, it's like... I mean, not that I watch much of it. I'm like, wait a second. Why? What do you mean the game's over now? Like, why now? Time is not subjective. <laughs> but the game's 90 minutes plus additional time. <laughs> How much additional time? Mm -hmm. You'll find out. Well, we start with three <laughs> minutes and then we go from there. <laughs> so, I just I don't so like it. Stupid. I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I sound uh, I sound so American. American. America. Um, I went to America last week. Yeah. Week before. Picking like, up stuff. I picked what did I pick up? Oh, planet box things. Yeah. So Hudson's little lunch kit things. Because I don't know whether they because we have planet boxes that we bought for the girls and they're stainless steel and indestructible. So I still had three of them for the girls. So I've been reusing them for Hudson, but I wanted to get all of the containers that go inside it because when we bought them for the girls, they were made of glass yeah. and have long since broken. Um, but now they got smart and they make them out of stainless steel with silicone lids. So I purchased all of the accessories, but I don't know if I just paid an exorbitant amount of shipping when we bought them for the girls or if they did ship to Canada cheaper at one point because shipping to Canada doubled the price of the order online. So I ended up just shipping it to our package receiving place in Port Huron and jumped the border and went. There's to no duty on kids stuff. I told the border guard that I. The, I most kids stuff there's no duty so like i know the problem that a lot of things is american guys shipping to canada what they'll do is the shipping actually prepays the duty and everything so that's calculated is part of the reason why it's like instead of 30 dollars shipping it's 80 dollars shipping because you're prepaying like you would normally pay yeah. 30 bucks shipping and then pay the extra 40 bucks when it gets here so 50 bucks, whatever not this last time that i came across but the time before the guard asked the border guard asked me the border guard coming into Canada asked me if I had picked up any packages at a package receiving depot and I was like no I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so I figured that this time I better actually say what I was there for so I had the package on the front seat with me and I said I picked up some lunch box, box accessories that don't ship to Canada have a nice day well, so I think like it's it's okay that you like they don't care that you do that for certain things they want the duty on it. So mm -hmm. like, I know kids clothes, there's no duty on. Yeah. Anytime I've said that I went shopping for the kids at Target, they... I remember, uh, weirdly... They're just concerned about um, alcohol and tobacco. Non-motorized watercraft are not 
that there's no duty on. What? Yeah. Because Vicky that works for us, her one of her grandchildren are out Sarnuay. So she was shopping for a new kayak because they go for they go on a long vacation every summer. <laughs> Not and weirdly she, specific. I know, but she went so she's she's doing this. So like she went to buy it because it was like half the price in the states, even with exchange. And coming back, they they asked her what she bought, and she's like that. Like she had it strapped it, to the roof. You can't, you can't hide, hide it. it. <laughs> so she's like, I bought that, seat. and they said, oh, that's there's no duty on, on apparently like non motorized non motorized watercraft. Away you go and like non waterized motorcraft. Yeah. <laughs> What are we watching right now? Oh, we just finished watching Jury Duty. Yeah. That was so good. Such a great show. Um, One of our members told me about it. So I remember one back in, I was just living at my old house. So it would have been 2003. There was a show called The Joe Schmo Show. Uh-huh. And it was a reality TV show, but fake. All the cont- same idea. All the contestants, the host, everybody was. It was an actor, and there was one guy, and it was like the, the early two thousands reality show. So it was like dumb challenges, like who yeah. can eat this the fastest, stuff like that. And the one guy wasn't in on it. it was It was the only one that was like the real actor. Yeah, so the yeah. jury duty is the same way. The the gig is they're making a documentary about the U.S. judicial system. That's why they're filming everything. And there's one juror who's not, who's who's like. A real guy thinking he's there for a real case. He took and it so seriously. Literally, everybody. The janitor mopping the floor in the hall is an actor. Yeah, it was so good. We ra- we like, watched the end of it last. The first time. couple episodes, you're like, "Oh my, how yeah. are they pulling this off?" So good. And like they said, like they would do, like after hours production meetings and bring the staff, like all of the cast, back to like walk yeah. through possible scenes for tomorrow because they would ha- they had to have like two, three, five options for every single thing going like, yeah. well, if he does this. It's like choose your, reading yeah. a, a real life choose your own adventure they novel. Had, they had to write a choose your own adventure novel and then play it live while he's making How the choices. How stressful would that have been? It's so crazy. So that was a good one. We just finished that last night. That's good. Um, and fall fairs. Yes. We finished our fall we fair We went tour. on a run. I think next year we should do... So... We what? did okay, so we did Rodney. Yeah, mostly Co- for the tractor pull. Rodney, Glencoe, Ilderton, Brigden. Brigden was, Brigden was pretty awesome. Yeah, so Rodney was okay. It and was we very, watched it was some good. team sorting at both Ilderton and Brigden. Yeah, that's our favorite. So the Rodney Fair, they do a big tractor pull, which is cool. We like that. The kids didn't care so much. Hudson liked the rides, little kids rides. Glencoe was pretty good. A step up. More rides. Glencoe, we watched a lot more of the cattle shows. Yeah, that was fun. Like, like show cattles. Like they were bringing them out and like making them stand and walking them around. And Mike's son showed some some of their fancy bulls, like some of their like yeah. small bulls and big bulls. Yeah. So, so that, like, it's kind of fun. It, Rodney had no animals. I'm sure they did. We just didn't see them. Where would they have been? It wasn't that big. We saw the whole thing. And... No, but there was... There were, on the schedule, there was show times. We just... So, and then Glencoe was a lot of animals. Mm-hmm. And then Illerton is a standard Illerton fair that we've been to for a million years. Oh, but Hudson showed a sheep at yeah. Illerton. Yeah, and got a dollar. That was so fun. He so was they, so proud. Yeah, they do a big thing where they just, if they're trying to get kids into the 4-H. And so they like yeah. ask for volunteers, you just go up and they hand you a sheep. 
And we went back that night for team sorting. Yeah. So yeah, we had the girls, the girls were over. So we asked them to stay out and you and I went back for a little date at the fair. And uh, I bought you fries and a soda. <laughs> I had and, a Coke. We, <laughs> we, no, we shared about two thirds of a Coke and threw the rest of the garbage because we true. were like, oh my God. My teeth hurt. <laughs> and we watched the team sorting. Which, fun. if you ever get a chance to go watch team sorting, super fun to watch. It's like tag with cows and horses. Yeah, and then uh, they had it again at Brigden. We went to we driving into Brigden. We were like, because it's a good forty minute drive. Mm-hmm. We were like, oh my god. The weather was pretty shit though. Yeah, but it is quite the fair. Yeah, there's more vendors than a flea market. It was pretty fun. <laughs> so we're gonna go to the now the only the last fall fair that I looked up. So I found a website that has them all on them. <laughs> there was one this past weekend. It was the last one in Ontario. And it was in Wyerton. Oh, yeah. It's too far to drive. And I think next year we should go up and get a place and stay a couple of nights. Oh, bless your heart. Because they call it the Little Royal. Mm. Apparently, it's a big one. That's fun. They do I'd like to go things. to the Big Royal. Yeah. That's in the winter. Except, except you got to go to Toronto. Just the edge. No. Like... It's at the exhibition place. It's downtown. Mm. That's like Rico, is it? But, but the, that's the Rico Coliseum's yeah, on the thing. That's just kind of like at the edge, though. It's not. It's like... between downtown and the water. Can you stop screeching at me? It's a three-minute walk to what's it, uh, to Liberty Village, Liberty. Yeah, but like yeah. you don't have to go all the way downtown for everything that you're gonna do. You, there's no hotels down there. Yeah, I hate Toronto. I know. <laughs> We we hate Toronto so much. Instead of going to the Ripley's Aquarium, we were going to drive five hours to Columbus. Yeah. But so. Hudson got a stupid ear infection. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I hope that, oh man, I hope we're just not staring down the barrel of another season like last year of ear infections. Every three weeks. Every three and... weeks. Like if someone has anything or any ideas about ear infections. Onions in his sock while he sleeps. I told you. I know. You put onions in the boy's sock. We can't get the boy to put socks on. You want to put onions he in his socks. He wore socks to bed last night. Every once in a while he'd So like... this was the problem. So I brought down two pairs of socks and he didn't like the other pair that I put on or that I had brought down for him. So I told him that he could put the socks on that he wore to bed last night and he didn't want to wear the socks that he wore to bed last like he literally put clean socks on when he put his pajamas on they did not touch the floor and he didn't want to wear them to school today he's my boy i don't know why i don't know where he got this independent streak he's so cute though like tonight what book did you read james and the giant peach so so, <laughs> we read we read james and the giant peach um we've read charlie and the chocolate factory we've read charlie and the great glass elevator now we're reading james and the giant peach so like the kid is into chapter books which is hilarious the kid that won't sit still for three minutes will sit and listen so to two, three when, whole chapters of a book when he got home from school tonight he was wild when you brought him home he was combative and argumentative and I just took him by the hand and said let's go upstairs and sit together and read for a little while and it was like flipping a switch like he just calmed right down but tonight oh my god I just looked at him and said like oh my gosh Hudson you're getting so big because his face is getting long 
And I don't know if it's because his hair is cut now that I see it more, but like he looks so big. And he climbs on my lap and gives me a big hug and says, Don't worry, Mama. I'll always be your baby. <laughs> and I don't know how a child can, like, enrage you one moment and get you so, like, fired up. And then just make you melt the next. It's the best and the worst of you. Oh, it's so true. He's, like, he's my greatest mirror. Sometimes I tell Hudson that, um, like, I, I dreamt of him. Before we had him, I dreamt of him. And he says, you knew me before I was born? <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I'm not a spiritual person. I mean, maybe I have become more spiritual, <laughs> I think, over the past few years. But, like, I'm a firm believer that that boy was sent to me. I just want to be like a, a better parent, especially for him. And, th- and that's not to say that I don't want to be a better parent for Bo, because obviously I do. But like, I don't know. Hudson just brings such a sense of like, I feel such a responsibility to him. I'm in my feels today. Mm. I don't think Bo's going to get easier, though. No, he's going to get harder before it gets easier because he's getting really headstrong and like the the explosive, like the explosive toddler phase is happening. Like, heaven forbid you open the cheese that he <laughs> asked you to open or, you know, any He wants number. water, but he, he doesn't water. want the water that he handed you. He wants the other water glass than he did. And then he has the stompy, stompy spin around. It's a constant game of like trying to guess what he wants he's thankfully he's starting to be able to speak Mm -hmm. a little bit more and like deciphering his language has been and the way that he says things has been both like challenging difficult and rewarding like when you figure it out you're like oh yeah oh i got it (laughs) well and we need we need an edit on him what do you mean? Because there's always a long pause halfway between every... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> butter? Fly? Yeah. He he speaks slowly, which is cute. Because it takes him a bit to wrap his, his head around the word. Wrap his tongue around the word. Yeah. I think the problem is... The problem is he's just like his dad. Yeah. And I get his, tongue-tied because my brain's going too fast. Brain goes too fast and your mouth can't keep up. Yeah. He is starting to speak in phrases, which is yeah. really cute. Listen, Super punk. Interesting. Yeah. Guys, by the shirt. I want to go. <laughs> he's a he's such a cutie. And like I I'm really enjoying this new schedule with Hudson being in school and Bo's daycare days being staggered with Hudson's school days because it means that I have Mondays with just Bo and then Thursdays with just Hudson. And I've really enjoyed that time. It's been really nice. I need a date with Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious. And like so chill when Hudson's not around like he doesn't have to defend his territory he doesn't have to you know worry about getting into a into a fight or getting screamed at or getting his toys taken he can just be and play and it's so awesome to watch 
I get, uh, I get Amir the, with me. I get the hour that Hudson's in CrossFit Kids. Yeah. And then today when you were reading to Hudson, me and Bo ripped around. You he need helped, some more time with me, Bo. He helped me collect some eggs. and It's so, he's so fun. And it's like, I remember that time with Hudson. Like, I remember having just that one-on-one time with Hudson. Now, mind you, I was pregnant with Bo, but <laughs> good Lord. What a wild ride. Yeah, I'll say. Um, This, like, awake, gentle parenting is not for the faint of heart, let me tell you. We got gangsters. It's not even that. It's like checking your own, just checking yourself, right? Yeah. Like, the relentlessness of it and, like, you know, watching how you react to, parti- per, you know, particular things. Like, you know, trying hard to be responsive, not reactive. And it's just like... You know, sometimes you're not going to get it right. Sometimes you're going to Can you fuck listen to the end of the song before asking Siri for the next one? Oh, my God. How many times have I yanked the plug out of the wall this week? Because Hudson had just, like, discovered that he can talk to Siri <laughs> and <laughs> ask for a song. Or, like, and because he's a little bit more articulate now, she can understand what he's saying. Yeah. I just, I want to rip them all out of the wall. Like, I just, I would like to have connected speakers but not have the command like can we change her name no oh we need to do something because i like it's crazy making we have to replace them all with like sono speakers something that's not teary um super quick reptilia oh right so we were gonna go to the aquarium we were going to go to the zoo, the Columbus Zoo, which has a giant aquarium. And we were really there for the aquarium. I mean, we would have done the zoo, but. Yeah, there's lots of. So instead of, of this. Exhibits. We said, why don't we go to Reptilia? So Reptilia is the um, reptile. The co- much controversial exhibit. reptile exhibit place. In, in Westmount Mall, yeah. of all places in, the in mall. London. I mean, um, something has to be in the mall. Yeah. Because there's not much else. I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, bit expensive for how much time we spent in there, but. It was like 80 bucks. It was really interesting. It was cool. The boys enjoyed it. We stayed for our show. And then Sunday we went apple picking yeah. at Great Lakes Farms. Oh. We got 50 pounds of apples. <laughs> God damn it. Why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we like do these make work apple projects? season. We want okay. More. But who who is going to peel the apples? Who's going to slice the apples? What are you guys who? doing on Thursday when Hudson's home? Apparently freeze drying apple slices. But, yeah. I made some delicious... I made apple pie for you yesterday. That was great. Is there any of that left? I don't know what happened to the last piece that was there. I bet you it went to school with somebody today. I betcha. I made gluten-free apple pie and raw vanilla bean ice cream. I have a photo of it. Do you? We will look at your phone right now and you will see a photo of apple pie and ice cream. And what did we have for dinner? Oh, yeah, roast beef. We did the roast beef. With more mushrooms. Mushroom sauce. I'm a fan of mushrooms. That was a big. That was good mushroom sauce last night. Wild and therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're, we're gonna it. try to make a bunch of applesauce. We're gonna do some freeze dried stuff. We've got a like whole flat of strawberries. Mm-hmm. We got it at the market. They're in the freezer. Um, I ordered some trays from Berry Hill to freeze dry. Are they milk. supposed to be here by now? No, because I just ordered those last Monday. Seems like weeks two, ago. No, they said two to three weeks. That was last Monday. You got some time. 
to figure out how the hell to get down there and keep my truck under 60,000 kilometers. I mean, I can get down yeah. there, but hopefully right. I'll have a new whip by then. <laughs> not, car. not in two weeks. You don't think so? The, the, those explorers were up oh, yeah. the end of November. Mid-November, that's true. You're right, you're right. I know a couple things. Well, I was just yeah. thinking like if we purchased it, it would be a week, but it won't be a week because it's not even on those, the lot. You can go get one of those fast ones that they got on the lot. Yeah, I could. It was pretty... And that's a speeding ticket waiting to happen. I'd have to make real friendly with all the cops. We know a couple. <laughs> no, we know more than a couple, but I don't think that's... We'll just paint the hood white. We'll put a, we'll get a couple cardboard boxes and put them on the roof with some red... And... <laughs> we'll just think you're another cop. Yeah. What we were looking at is the cars that half the police are out, especially the OPP. There's a lot of those out here in the OPP. Yeah, it's true. It was quick. It was nice. I didn't drive it. <laughs> you rode in it Well, yeah. I was doing 135 kilometers on the highway without yeah but it's 110 there that's not that fast Blink. but it it goes fast it and it's so smooth like I didn't realize how fast I was going until I looked at the speedometer and what'd you like, think of the pickup truck you drove after I did not like the pickup truck <laughs> I thought for a moment that I wanted a pickup truck but I want you to have a pickup truck so that we have a pickup truck on the farm I don't want to drive a pickup truck every day take the expedition and I'll just go get a cheap truck no Nope. My expedition drives nicer than the trucks. The suspension on that is more comfortable than the pickup trucks. I'll give you that. Your expedition. I, I was super, I was actually when you when we pulled out of the lot in the truck, I was surprised at how rough it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not the same as my truck. So we took an Explorer and an F one fifty for a drive last week, and the I took the F one fifty out of the parking lot, turned <laughs> you didn't get right straight on out the road. of the parking lot, and like the the. The curb, like the transition from the parking lot to the road was enough for, you. for me to say like, nope, I don't actually want to drive a pickup truck. And you I drove the, it. You took the first available right? Around <laughs> the block and back into the parking lot and told the salesman, no, I don't actually want a pickup truck. I like the idea of a pickup truck, but I don't want to, I don't want that to be my daily driver. So if anybody has a 1980 Ford F-250 diesel four-door, four by four. You're just going to manifest a pickup truck. That's what I'm looking for. I've got the okay for a pickup truck. Yeah, I don't give a shit. As long as I have the vehicle that I want to drive comfortably that fits the boys and... And a couple of extra kids. Well, yeah, if we're, you know, going places with the girls or... We're, our requirement and... is the third row in whatever car you're driving because we want to be able to Gotten throw used to it. a child in the back. And I refuse to drive a minivan, so that's not an option. I don't know. I took that Honda Odyssey out. No, definitely not. Pretty baller Odyssey. Nope. Two, I've driven two Odysseys, my sisters and Jen's. Not happening. Just trade for a couple of days and see how you like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I drove a van. I did my time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Have a good one. We'll see you. Have fun editing that one. We'll see you in six weeks. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. Three weeks. Three weeks.